there. Did you know To Ellen Back is a part of Autostraddle.com? Yes, I sure did. Autostraddle is the most popular website for LGBTQ women and non-binary people. Part of what allows Autostraddle to run is the A-plus membership, which is more than a membership. It's a community of friends that make Autostraddle possible. I know some of you who are listening are already supporting us, and for that, we are so grateful. I also know from our Best and Worst Moments survey that 78% of you are not A-plus members, and I would love if you could join. A-plus members care so deeply about building queer community that they put their fucking money on the table and make it possible for Autostraddle to exist. You know, it's kind of like other podcasts will be like, hey, support us on Patreon and you get stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is like our version of that. But it's not just for this podcast. It's for autoshuttle.com as a whole. It is life affirming, important, very needed. It's like the planet, but inclusive, representative of our community and on the Internet. And unlike the one million dollar pair blunt to tart, A plus starts at just a dollar a week. And I hope that you will join A plus if you haven't already, because your support can help make sure that the writers and creators at Autostraddle can keep doing their amazing work, which is more important now than ever. Yes. So just go to autostraddle.com to become an A plus member right now. Just do it right now. You can just do it right now. Do it later, but don't forget. You'll get a monthly newsletter, which sometimes contains really funny conversations we had about this podcast. So, and it's all on the website. So you can go read all of the past newsletters too. Once you join A+, which you're going to do right now, hit pause, sign up right now. Make sure we can keep doing our best queer gay work. So just go to autoshuttle.com, join A+, then come back and listen to this episode. Thank you so much. We love you. Goodbye. I mean, don't, not goodbye. I mean, the episode is, if this is at the beginning of the episode, then it's about to start. And if it's in the middle, then you've got half left. So don't, don't leave for real. Yeah. Listen to the whole episode. Yeah. Listen to the whole, I mean, I don't, I feel like it gets pretty funny at the end. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. Hi. Hi. It's hot out. It's so hot out. It's, that's all. That's all we have to say. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Uh, so here we are again. Another another episode of To Ellen Back, a weekly podcast from Autostraddle that recaps every episode of The L Word one week at a time. One episode at a time. Here we are. Yep. That's us. We're here doing it from our homes. It's happening. Yes, we are still in our homes because that is where we are supposed to be. And we <laughs> hope that if you are able to be in your home, you are home also. This week, we're talking about season four, episode seven, entitled Lesson Number One. Not to be confused with the rule of poker number one from last <laughs> week. That's totally a different right. number one. Um, or not to be confused with a title that would actually like make sense. Yeah, what the, the hell does is this? Does this have? Yeah, this does. I mean, I guess this could be referencing the like school children storyline. Oh, that's then they could have just called it lesson plan. Oh, cute or like lessons. Yeah, lessons. Like learn a lesson. That's two L's. Yeah, they could have called it learn a lesson. That's, they would have gotten two points on scatterwords. Yeah, that would have been great. This was written by Ariel Schrag and directed by Moises Kaufman, and originally aired February eighteenth, two thousand seven. Hmm. We have a special guest today. Yay! 
Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Liana Carrera. How's everyone doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today. This is very exciting. Yeah. And what do you do? What's your deal? Uh, so <laughs> I exist in LA. I'm retired. I walk my dogs all the time. Um, no, uh, I'm a comedy writer, stand-up comedian, and uh, I work in entertainment, uh, developing uh, like television concepts or trying um, and pitching and taking meetings and seeing what we can do about um, getting storylines that are I particularly care about on television and film. Uh, I do come from a deaf family, so my mom is deaf, and I have two deaf brothers, and uh, so uh, I can relate a little bit to uh, how they chose to deal with a deaf character uh, on the TV. I just want to say that I'm glad to have a person with that perspective on our podcast today. Ah, Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Would you tell us your L word origin story? Uh, Sure. Um, L word, that means like where I found L word or... Right. Okay. Yeah. Like the circumstances in your life when you first found and watched the show. Gosh, Elward was college. I think for me, Uh, I went to an all women's college in Lynchburg, Virginia. And so we were ripe for Elward supporting. I remember we used to like get together in our dorm rooms and just les out and watch. And (laughs) I think we all decided we're all supposed to be like Shane. So that was weird because you have all those (laughs) same like male plugs in a room or whatever. Um, We all wanted to be sexy like Shane. Um, You can't have a room full of Shanes. What are you going to do with a room full of Shanes? Exactly. Exactly. So you go to the straight women when you're the room full of Shane. So the lesbians are watching (laughs) Uh, L word, but then we have the rest of the campus <laughs> who wasn't watching the L word that we were like, you should watch this, the L word. And we also introduced a lot of straight women in college to lesbianism by asking them to watch, but I'm a cheerleader. So it was like a one, two punch oh, of wow. like, we're funny and also sexy. Ah, you're curious. Yeah. You're like Jenny. I, I was in high school when, but I'm a cheerleader came out and I invited my friend to go see it with me. Because uh, she was a straight girl that I had a crush on, and I was not yet out, and I was like, "This is this is going to be the this is what's going to do it." Uh, spoiler: It did not oh, do it. No. Oh man, yes. that, it's movie still holds up. I don't know if you watched it recently, but it still. Works. I have, and it oh yeah, absolutely still holds up. Still one of my all time favorite <laughs> films. Yeah, same. Yes, but yeah, that's my origin L word story. Awesome. What uh, did you have any favorite characters when you were watching it originally? Anyone you identified with or thought was hot or anything like that? Um, You know, I never did. I felt like I was one of those. I think because I was a butch presenting woman, there wasn't anyone that was like super obvious, like uh, who I could be besides (laughs) Shane. And I was failing at being Shane. I think you either accept that you're like (laughs) this sex pot or you're a nerd and you just accept it. And so I didn't accept it. So I was a nerd trying to be a sex pot, which didn't work out. Um, but I, I, I felt like I really liked the qualities that Bet had, and I didn't know why. I didn't know if I wanted to be Bet or if I wanted to have sex with Bet. I wasn't sure, but I appreciated like the pantsuit and like the ch- in charge attitude of Bet. I don't know. A lot of good Bet stuff in this episode. There is. Yeah. She gets a yeah. yeah. She shows out her skills. Wears a tank top. She's. <laughs> we had to see her arms, and that's the best. Mm-hmm. The best thing about Bet is uh, sometimes is her arms. Uh, I mean, she's great, but also she has great arms. All right. Should we uh, get into episode seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's do it. You want to? Is that? Cool? Did you have something else you had to do first, or are you good to go? Um. No. I, no. This. This. I can do this now. Yeah. This works. Oh, cool. This, okay. I can great. Put this in. 
So we open and Tasha putting her clothes on. Yeah, there's no Unfortunately. music. It's just Tasha at home putting her clothes on. Being hot. Being hot. And it's intercut with combat imagery from her time, mm-hmm. I guess, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ends with her hyperventilating. Uh-huh. Great cold open. <laughs> a lot of information. We got a lot from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know she's has a uniform. Yes. Yes, she and does. And it's camouflage. Interesting. So if she was in the woods, you would be like, Where, where's Tasha? <laughs> right? Yeah, presumably. Yes. So that's good. And yeah, so that's that. Yeah, that's... Then, I have nothing more to say about it. Right. <laughs> it is what then, it is. Uh, <laughs> yes. Then we got uh, theme song and then we go to Bet's Yeah, house? we're at Bet's house and Jody is reenacting scenes from Portrait of a Lady on Fire where she's mm-hmm. drawing a picture of Bet who is lying in bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought mm-hmm. the Titanic, like when I saw that. Yeah. Right? I know. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought of. Well, that means I'm like gayer Ronnie, than both like of you. Are. So. you are. There you go. <laughs> you are. Show us how not well, gay. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the actual, can we talk about the actual drawing? It was like. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it looked like a cartoon for like a, like the first draft of a graphic like, novel. All you want is to really believe in the person you're dating. You want to believe in their talent for real. So you don't have to like fake mm-hmm. it. And then you get handed this like thing. And, you, and then she's got to go, oh honey, that's beautiful. I'm like, oh God. Just like, did a, did a child draw this? Did my child draw this? Yeah. <laughs> Probably stick to metal structure. Yeah, she's a sculptress, and I think that she should yeah. just stick to sculpturing. Yeah, mm-hmm. to building things. Yeah, yeah. They're both Build a house. They're both wearing white tank tops, and they both look great. Yeah. Th- what? What is that? Right. Did I miss why? Like that's happening? They look like, they look no, like they're like lesbian cult, they're like cult members a little bit. They're like all white. Was, yeah, they're in a cult. <laughs> they're in a cult of sleeping with each other for the last several weeks and that's the cult they have joined the same. and they're both wearing I feel... white tank tops and pajama pants but that was some <laughs> costume designers like pick like they were like what are we gonna put yes. them in white well they're two tops. different types of white tank oh. top which i really feel like if you read enough into it you're gonna get a lot of deep character <laughs> i information see i see i didn't notice that that's funny i will say that i think i spent most of 2007 in a white tank top yeah um, anyway, I would like wear two at a time. It was wild. Whoa. Um, layering. Yeah. Wow. Don't go crazy. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah I know. Careful. <laughs> I did. Um, so basically, Jody's like, you're the boss. You can be late, which as a boss, I can say that's not true. <laughs> um, and then she seduces her. They, she seduces her with um, f- there's finger sucking and kissing and boob touching. All, all, very all the greatest. Hits. <laughs> yeah. All the moves. All the moves. Uh Mm-hmm. And Bet whispers in Jody's ear, I think I could fall in love with you. And then Jody's like, Did you say something? And Bet's like, No, please fuck me. <laughs> and that's basically what happens. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> this is like your first night together. It's also like a very slick move on the writer's part, um, having them whisper something in a deaf woman's ear. And as a general rule, it's rude as hell to say anything to a deaf person, good or bad, like with, you know, around them. Uh, but I, I did yeah. I did think like this was kind of a cool te- uh, technique to move the story forward. Um, and I especially because it was like a positive kind of thing. Um, so I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool how they set that up. Then we cut to. Um, oh, so then they're, they're going to bang. They bang. They bang. Bang, bang, bang. It's hot. Then we go to uh, Shenny's where Jenny is burying the ashes of Sounder um, and then putting a little bit of flowers on top. And then Max comes out and Jenny goes, I like gardening because she's going to grow flowers out of dead dog meat. 
And she apologizes to the dead dog for using her and says that she hopes she's in a better place now, which she probably is because of All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's a film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. true. I didn't realize that, but thank you for connecting the two for me. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, And uh, so Max has read the latest, I guess, another chapter of Jenny's of Lay Le- Girls. Of Les and Girls. Les Girls. I'm going to keep and calling it like, Les Girls because that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't I'm going to keep calling it Lay Girls. Because you're classy. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Because I'm French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm European. Vaguely European. I'm not. It's such a meta storyline, too. Like a, uh-huh. a film about your friends being filmed uh-huh. in Hollywood. You've already got your project going. Now you're just rubbing it in, in our faces. You know what I mean? Because now you're making yeah. a, a project about your project. <laughs> yeah, pretty Hollywood. much. Mm-hmm. Like over. Yeah, <laughs> Dawson's Creek did this too, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Um, so Max is like, this is pretty harsh about Bet, and Jenny's like, um, it's not Bet, and Max is like, yeah, it is. <laughs> She's like, it's and Bev. Then, yeah, um, I changed a Hello. few letters in the name. It's a different person. <laughs> oh God. And then she's really mean to him. Yeah. Yeah, she's super mean to him. She's like, why don't you go lift a weight? I was like, that's and then, so rude. And he very dramatically just like throws down the script yeah she's yeah. super dismissive also, of like all of his notes even though she clearly gave it to him to read for yeah. his feedback and everybody knows uh-huh. how hard it is to get people to read anything you give them for notes and feedback so that's Hello. not disrespectful yeah. he was doing that for free he was giving free feedback that's you can't <laughs> they even yeah can't no. pay for that disrespect yeah. money doesn't <laughs> rude just rude this she's being rude. so rude so we go back to bet's house and she enters her kitchen where Jody has made a big fancy breakfast for them. They are, again, both wearing white tank tops and pajama pants. They both look mm-hmm. radiant. Bet's like, everything is art to you. And Jody's like, everything is desire. And then she tries to seduce her again. And Bet's like, no, girl, like I really have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So, so I have like a question for you guys. Because when I watch it and I see the sign language taking place and I see the yeah. quality of it, I can see that it's sort of like, being phoned in, but it doesn't affect the hearing audiences, which we call you, everyone else who can hear. It doesn't affect yeah. y'all's perception of what's going on. Like you're just recapping, right. like there was no um, uh, awkwardness in their exchanges, which I find fascinating. So that means that they did a great job for hearing audiences. I mean, because you guys, yeah, but as a deaf a deaf audience would watch it and be like. Oh, Bet's not signing all the words or correctly or it's movie magic. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. super interesting. It's also like so in the last episode, Bet was like, get me the best sign language learning website around to like her <laughs> assistant. And then it, part of a montage was her like looking at her computer and like doing some signing. And then she was like speaking like vaguely OK sign language by the end of the episode. So it's also like she's yeah. new to it. I guess yeah. is like part of it. Wait, but, when, um, when was this? The very end of the se- the series? The, the season very seven? end of the yeah. previous last, episode. Last episode, she learned sign language in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> she learned it wow. all, all of it immediately. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I just have to give a shout out to Marley Matlin here too, because um, when you're, I think, acting with someone who doesn't know sign language, Marley is mm-hmm. essentially acting off of like, kind of like when you're on an audition and you're reading your lines and like the, the reader's not giving you very much. You have to act like you're still like, you know, being set up yeah. like, with the right emotions. And um, it's interesting because like, because Bet will literally like, she'll say, go work. And then with her, and of course she'll voice, she'll sign, go work. But like her voice will say, oh, I have to go to work. You know what I mean? But she'll, oh. she'll shortchange it with like, go work. I go work or something. And then 
uh, Marley's character, Jody, has to react to it like, oh, do you have to go like, you know, fully as if she was set up with the full uh, right. uh, line? So it's it's kind of incredible to see Marley work as Jody. And then also I, w- I noticed that the uh, the um, what's it called? You tell me, Carly, because I'm not behind the camera. I know you have some experience. What's it, who's the person that, that's actually doing the shot? DP, DP? The DP. Yeah, that's an cinematographer. Okay. I noticed that the DP kept cutting off uh, Jody's hands. So it's sort of oh, like a zoomed in. And then what you have is uh, Bet speaking to fill in what happened while they cut off um, Jody's hands. So it's like, so why? Yeah. So like, why would you, if you have a deaf character, why would you not just, you know, at least frame it uh, wider. Frame them yeah. So that yeah. a deaf person watching could, you know, get, be in on it as well. Um, right. And so, because it's this beautiful gift and this beautiful language, so why not frame it? So I think that just goes to the sign of the times, where they don't know know really what you know what was going on and how excited people were to have a deaf character on television at all at that time and representations, right. everything. So you never complain, you know what I mean? You're just thankful that it's there. Yeah. But now we can complain. We have the internet now, and yeah. we, we have <laughs> petitions, and now we can look back on yeah. it and talk about it. But yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, it was like they were so excited to be like, look, we have a deaf character that they didn't really like mm-hmm. do the rest of the work around it. <laughs> yeah, and I can yeah. sympathize because in a lot of the scripts that I write, I always try to include one deaf character just to because mm-hmm. I just I want to make the world a better place for people like my mom. That's it. I just want people to be more exposed to deaf people and deafness and how to interact and stuff. And so, you know, I, I do I do. Inc- I try to include one deaf character in that and giving them sort of a storyline that just makes them like sort of like typical people having, you know, mm-hmm. like they did in the L word. Um, uh, but also focusing on how to represent them as, uh, them, uh, deafness as it's authentic, like experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it that she's reading Bet's lips and then Bet's sign language, like her bad sign language is just an extraneous thing that she's doing sort of for her own I self. Don't, I don't know how Marley does it. I would ask her. I don't know how she does it. Uh, but I guess. I guess. Uh, uh, I don't. I think it's also like a counting thing. Like they time it. They can mm. know when it's. You know. So I think something like that. I mean, it's brilliant. Whatever it is, it's like an extra hurdle that she would yeah. have to yeah. to cross to be authentic in response. Right. But yeah, but what they do is a lot of people, and it makes sense. It's movie magic. You want to get the story going, but a lot of uh, yeah. writers or directors. Will uh, they'll have um, they'll have the deaf character kind of understand how to read lips when it's super convenient for the story right. to move forward? Yeah, when it's maybe not, right. not I, all that's happening. Yeah, it's interesting. Right, which is what they did. That's what they've done with Jody from the start. Like in the beginning, when we first saw her, she was like, "Look at me, I have to read your lips." She can do everything, and it's so yeah, she it, can do everything. And again, we're talking about this from a 2020 perspective, where we're all really mm-hmm. quote unquote woke and like that, whatever. But like deaf people in like real life like that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that gets people in trouble because hearing people do think that they can just talk to the deaf person and the deaf person can read their lips right and that there's right. no struggle whatsoever when really the best like the best chance someone has of understanding what you're saying is that as 30 percent, and that's like equivalent to like a pro baseball player like most people aren't pro baseball players but they play little league right that's what lip reading yeah. is like you're not gonna have someone that understands 30 percent, which is pro most people understand less than 10 five percent so you've wow. got this yeah you've got this representation in tv that's like i'm just gonna talk to you and oh hi you know i'm accommodating <laughs> to you and you're talking to me right. and i understand you and it's so not that you know that easy in real life yeah. you know so it would have been cool yeah. I, actually, I don't know maybe you guys know because you're a little more in uh, into these, uh, you've watched more in, uh, into this, uh, these episodes. Um, do they struggle at all ever with communication? Cause that would have been an interesting 
when they only when, when she first meets when bet first meets jody she sneaks up on her while she's working on a sculpture and nearly gets uh hit with a drill that's so great i've done that before yeah and then um and then she meets her interpreter tom in that scene and she keeps like talking to tom instead of to jody oh good so they and correct so she, that yeah she corrects that Awesome. Um, yeah. And that's like pretty and, much it. There's like some like yeah. random dude extras at a party that they're all at that are like talking like this to her, which is like <laughs> mm-hmm. so insulting and stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's kind yeah. of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There was one part where Bet was like walking with oh, her yeah. back to Jody and and I think maybe Tom or I don't know, some, or maybe Jody was like, You have to look at me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a a really interesting thing, and, and and I obviously applaud anyone who attempts to take this on with any sort yeah. of representation. Yeah, that's so cool. And then you have more like deaf filmmakers and deaf screenwriters popping up now, and yeah. so yes. they're doing it right, like for themselves as well. Totally. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really nice. It's neat to be able to collaborate with them too, and just write mm-hmm. something that's you know for not for our gaze, as Jill Soloway sort of you know introduced into the lexicon. Mm-hmm. It's not just for like our gaze; that's theirs, mm-hmm. you know, and that we can understand yeah. walking in their shoes too, which is cool. Totally. But yeah. try try explaining that to like lifetime executives though. Like they don't want to know. They don't care. <laughs> they about don't. Queer. They don't care about like I had no executive cares about that. Oh, my God. I had like I had I had a butch lesbian and a uh, deaf character in a Christmas film and just sitting there and trying to talk to executives about both. I mean, it was it was like it was not happening. Like, like, why am I even here? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go away. This is so beyond what you ever approved. Yeah. yeah, It's funny. Uh, Okay, so. Oh, so then (laughs) she's losing her mind. Yeah. She's crying. She's drinking. She's in her pajamas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Beth's like, girl, just like get out of bed and go to work. Like you got to distract yourself. Don't be at home alone. And then Jody grabs the phone out of her hand and she's like, Phyllis, just stay where you are. We're coming over. She shows her how to be a good friend. Yep. <laughs> Way better friend than Beth. Beth. Beth's like trying to not get involved. Like Beth wants so <laughs> right. badly to not be involved in the Phyllis and Alice drama. Um, yeah. And Jody's like, no, we're going to like be good friends and not just good friends but that like thing when like I'm, i was gonna say elder gaze but it's not really the right phrasing for this since phyllis is older but than yeah, the no, both of them, but mean. people who have been out for a longer time and then like you you come across people who are like just coming out and you mm-hmm. have to kind of impart some wisdom on them and it kind of flips right. the whole like mentor mentee thing on its yeah. head since phyllis is their boss um yeah. and is older but uh jody's like no like we need to go help her and like be good gaze <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is yes. cute and Beth's like you're so bad and then they kiss and it's adorable <laughs> so then we go back to the planet or we go to the planet for the first time and Helena is like having a crisis about if she because she assumes she has to like fuck Catherine Rothberg Terrible. to get out of her, her gambling, gambling debt, debt or whatever <laughs> what a realistic um, storyline <laughs> right in Hollywood and, yeah <laughs> Yeah. And so Jenny's like, Helena, everyone is a whore in their life at one time or another. And Helena still feels weird. There was a lot of weird things in this scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember at the time when I first watched this feeling weird because I was like a lot of my people in my life didn't know I was a sex worker. And so it was like I had feelings about it, but I didn't feel like I could say them. Mm. <laughs> but um, I thought uh, Shane said that being in her underwear shoot felt really whorish. Um, yeah, that was weird. She used that was to weird. be a sex worker. Yeah. Like, what? why would she mention the underwear shoot? And why would she try to equate getting paid a ton of money to be an underwear model with, like, 
sex work. Yeah. Why didn't she just say, yeah, for example, I was an actual whore for like several years to get by. She was. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that's a secret. I think her friends know that. Um, However, I think that Kit was hilarious. Kit was really funny. Kit's pretty great in this whole episode. She doesn't have too many scenes, but like all of her scenes are pretty, pretty. She has some great lines and just some good Kit moments. And then Tina ruins her life later, but we'll get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And and they're like, also, isn't she beautiful? And Helen was like, yeah. She like, does that matter? And everyone's like, well, that was hilarious. When she's like, that shouldn't (laughs) matter. Like, I still have to maybe do whatever. And they're all like, yeah, like she's like really beautiful, though. (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone else in that cast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Kit says, once I gave a blowjob to a horn player. So I could get a line of cocaine. And afterwards, how, how did you feel? Hi. I was a high ho. <laughs> that was, I loved was it. funny. I loved that. So yeah, I that was funny. Uh, um, perfect timing. Yeah. She's, I mean. But I thought the whole, it was, it was weird, but there was enough funny parts that it was fine. Yeah. Then we go to Poppy and Tasha. This is another one of those where, this is another episode where like the morning time lasts most of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, XL morning. XL time. morning. Uh, they're, I guess they're in Long Beach, right? They're at a taco truck yeah. and they're eating churros. Tasha's dressed for work, mm-hmm. so she's full military garb. Poppy's wearing enormous pants. Enormous pants and has her limo, yeah. of course. And she's like, you should get out of Long Beach. Come and have breakfast at the planet sometime. And Tasha's just like, what? And then she said that, well, I think like Poppy's trying to get her to go to the planet because Alice is there and she's like, I don't want to just be Oh, because because Poppy's talking about portals because right. she started to talk about portals, That's too, right. um, which are, as you know, little windows on sh- both. Yes. And that somehow is yeah. something that we keep talking about in relation to lesbians on the show. <laughs> right. And Tasha's like, I don't want to just be like Alice's black girl experience, like that she's trying to like rack up these different experiences, which is a very fair suspicion to have and feeling to have. Especially um, knowing that she just like like specifically like the poppy and phyllis stuff like right yeah however saying i don't want poppy's sloppy seconds like i don't want that i hated that yeah it's so like it's so it's just like judgy and misogynistic and i hated that yeah also i usually love tasha but i just hated that part i was like that's really gross yeah also all lesbians have hooked up with all other lesbians so everyone's right. hooked up with everyone's ex so it's really just yeah it seems like a moot point. Why even bother right. being upset about this? Yeah. Just like, I don't know. I, I feel like no what, you shouldn't judge a potential person based on their past <laughs> sexual behavior. You know, I think that's, that's stupid. True. Yeah. But she kind of makes Poppy feel bad, I think. Yeah, she does. Because then the rest of the episode, Poppy feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Poppy. Oh, she tells her to grow up, that they have different values and different codes of conduct. Then she gives her her unfinished churro back and leaves. How are you not finished? A churro, churro's delicious. Why would you not Clearly, finish that? You have different values. Right. You're not finishing your yeah, churro. Exactly. One of our values yeah. is to finish the churro. My values yeah. is food comes before everything else. And that's yeah. just how I am. And that's that's true to me. I feel that. I definitely wanted a churro mm-hmm. washing it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. They did a good job. That's just me. For a second, I was like, can I Postmates a churro? And then I was like, what am I doing? And then I think you can, right? I mean, sure. 
we have to talk about Poppy's like outfit and overall representation <laughs> oh, of just please, like what please. is happening. We have shows now like Vita and like yeah. actual shows of the yeah. experience of to see that in its time capsule moment is like what? It's pretty horrifying. <laughs> and of course, um, I mean you probably know this also, Liana, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, like when the when when Poppy was introduced, we talked about it a lot, but like the actress playing her isn't Latinx. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah. Common for that time period, yes, I guess. Yes, very. Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. in the earlier season with the character of Carmen, that that actress isn't Latinx either. Do I look Latinx? Because I am Latinx. <laughs> and I <laughs> I am, and I always get mistaken for, like, white. So it's, like, funny. Who is it? Who is it? So I'm a white, a white Cuban is what I just say. I'm white Cuban. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just look like there's nothing. But my dad is dark. And if I brought up my family tree, people would be like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's my abuela. She can speak Spanish, but they Americanized me. What are you going to do? But anyway, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the handling of, well, I'll only speak to Poppy because when we talk about this season, Carmen's, the handling of Carmen was a whole other thing. But the way Poppy is handled on the show is very bad. <laughs> So. And I've also been cast as like pre-transition trans, which I'm like, is that sort of like fair? Like, are you guys like, <laughs> how many roles are there for non-binary or butch looking women in general too? You know, so yeah. it's sort of like we're yeah. swimming in the same little. Like four. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. And it's... Leah Delaria has, took all of those jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, very complicated and nuanced. It was then, it still is now, but. Mm. Was it then? I don't even know. I guess, I guess it was wasn't then because nobody was really people doing didn't it right. Care. People didn't care. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah, people didn't care about any of it. People, I mean, there wasn't even that much conversation around like having hiring Asian actors to play yeah. Latina roles. Like no one was talking about that, which yeah. I feel like is especially egregious with Poppy because of how they built her character. Yeah. Um, and it ends up feeling like she's like. Caricature. Yeah. And they, I mean, they hired a deaf person to play Jody. So, I mean, in right. that way, they were totally spot on, which doesn't happen today. Yeah. They hire yeah. people who know how to sign, which is unacceptable. So it's so interesting. Marley and um, Jennifer Beals are friends, are like really close friends. Are they? Mm-hmm. I didn't so know that. So it's probably more that Jennifer was like, Marley wants to be on the show. And they were like, we will write a deaf character for her. <laughs> I will say that uh, well, the first time I met Marley, I told her that I loved her in the L Word, and uh, I asked her if she was coming back. This is a scoop. I asked her if she was coming <gasps> back in the new L Word, and <gasps> she said I would be open to it. That was <gasps> a quick elevator conversation. So I want maybe her to we, come back. I want her to come back Danny. so bad. Can they do that? And then can I get a freaking job in the writers' room or something? Or can there I be a PA? The writers. I know room? that's that's <laughs> the undercurrent of all of our podcast episodes. Are me and Carly asking to be hired? To be in the <laughs> yeah, I just want to. <laughs> yeah, like you, send you guys to the writer's room. Let me direct an episode. Yeah. Like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Where do we go next, Carly? Next, we go to Intech Mode, the most <laughs> masculine computer programming company of all time. Right. This is where so Max, Max is on a conveyor walk. belt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Max first is like floating through the office, imagining that everybody knows that he's trans and is saying things like, oh, you, your hips are kind of big or like. Yeah. They're asking yeah. him these like horribly invasive questions. And right. then he snaps out of it. And actually, he's just walking through the office and no one's even looking at him. Um, except for one except very for one cool dude with a popped collar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like a startup bro. <laughs> and he says, can I just say? that I think what you did for Megan was totally righteous. Got a lot of respect for you, dude. And then he says, my brother's gay too. I'm cool with it. That doesn't make any sense okay. in this context. 
But Max seems to be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. Then we go to the planet very briefly, right? Very, very briefly, because Helena is flipping a coin to decide what to do. Um, I, what is her choice? Go see Catherine or hide from her forever? What are the two options here? Go see Catherine or go bowling. Okay, great. Well, she's flipping a coin. She can't decide. I guess she's Bumper not. bowling or regular bowling. I don't know which, which type un- of bowling. Uncertain. Um, uncertain. But Alice can't be bothered with this because you guys, our chart.com is crashing. This is a big deal. Yeah, this right. is a big problem. The website is crashing. The website's crashing again. Although I could relate to that because remember when Autostar used to crash mm-hmm. like every three days? <laughs> yeah, that, that was, uh, we'd always be like, years. red alert, red alert, yeah. it's down. They were like describing Autostraddle at that moment. Like they were like, <laughs> you could put blogs and you could put video and you could do it. And it, oh, was, all, it was all very forward techie sounding. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh right. God. Oh my God. So then we go to like just a very ridiculous scene at the principal's office of <laughs> Shay and Jared's school. And we've got Shane and Paige have been called in because Shay punched a kid. Mike Cutler said we were gay because. You're gay because? Because our moms are lezzies. He said his mom saw you and Mrs. Sobel. His mom saw us what? Jared? She said she saw you and Miss McCutcheon lesling out together. That's when I punched him. I love this for Shay. <laughs> I love Shay being a vigilante for yeah <laughs> homophobia. And like also Paige and um, Shane are not like upset at him about it at all either. Well, in the beginning, and basically Shane's a little like, oh, like, yeah, he's going to apologize. Yeah. And then Paige is like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Shane in this situation. And some of my more outspoken friends are Paige probably. But um, so first of all, Shay asks Shane if she's gay. So like, that's great. He lives in the house with you. How does he not know that your whole life yeah. is very gay? I know you've been to like all of her gay spots with all of her gay friends. She okay. co-owns a skateboard shop. <laughs> Kids are clueless, you guys. Like they could like think their whole, they could be with their moms their whole life and not realize that they're gay unless their moms look at them and say, we're gay. They'll go to the playground and they'll be like, you're gay. And they'll say stupid shit. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Your moms are gay. What? Like surprise. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Jared doesn't know his mom is gay. It sure seems like, no, although it seems like she's bisexual. Yelling. Yeah. Basically, the like ending of this is that the principal doesn't kind of just wants him to apologize and move on. And Paige is like, no, you need to teach your kids to be more tolerant and volunteers her and Shane to do the teaching. I love that. I I love this. This is it is a disaster, though. It's good for TV. (laughs) Like, you know, going into what's going like, you know, what's coming. Like, you know, it's going to be a disaster. They are not trained to deal with this. Then we go to see Tina, who is on set getting lunch with her boss, Aaron, who sucks. And yeah. he's like, I want Shaolin to land Les Girls. She's your friend, right? And then he starts like joking about how she- everyone knows you that you're Nina. Yeah. Which takes Jenny, like our whole previous argument of like, maybe it's okay because no one knows who these people are uh-huh. to a really new, brand new place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the best part of this is the end. Basically, he threatens to his job if she doesn't get Jenny to sign with Shaolin. Yep. And then at the end, he's like, can I ask you something, though? Your ex really cheat on you with a plumber? And she's like, it was a carpenter. And it was fiction. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I loved this. Awkward. I loved this for them. And then um, we go to Phyllis's house. Phyllis's den where, of sadness. Yes. Like, would Jody just have called Tom and been like, someone's having drama? We have to go. <laughs> Meet us there? I can't figure oh. out what his like. Oh, you're talking. Yeah. 
Um, so that's again, that's movie magic, right? So deaf people yeah. don't have just like uh, a best friend slash sign language interpreter built into their <laughs> everyday life that follow them around. I'm sure that would be very convenient. Uh, so on the one hand, again, that's setting up like totally false, like expectations of life. Um, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I read that the relationship between, uh, Jody and Tom is based on Marley Matlin's relationship with her real life sign language interpreter, Jack Jason. So he's sort of her business partner slash best friend slash voice is what he calls himself because uh, interpreters, we have what's called or they have what's called something called a code of ethics. So you actually cannot personally involve yourself in like private situations um, Mm. without uh, compromising. Well, there's different rules, but for the most part, you never contribute your thoughts to a conversation. You never jump in. You never interrupt. There's all these rules that Tom breaks by mm-hmm. virtue of, you know, being her interpreter. Um, but um, obviously Jack, Jason and Marley have a very different relationship where he is right. her business partner. So he can sort of do that. So they got away with it, but um, nobody else knew that. So it's sort of like a really yeah. bad representation of uh, interpret and interpreters on, on, on television, except for he did a great job acting wise. But I mean, so just like the rules of using an interpreter yeah. and interpreters ethics and stuff, then it gives everyone a false impression of what, uh, how to use a sign language interpreter and what a sign mm-hmm. language interpreter really is. And I feel a moral obligation to portray interpreting and deafness and deaf characters in a way that's really responsible for the community and responsible for how we communicate with deaf people so that you can learn from it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. uh, so this is an example of an interpreter taking liberties that would never happen. They would never have a, and that's the thing when you, when deaf people go to doctor's appointments, for example, they'll say, can you please bring your own interpreter? Well, you never ask a deaf person to bring their own interpreter. We have the Americans with Disabilities Act. It's against the law to ask a deaf person to bring their own interpreter, but that's the first thing that even doctors say to deaf people. So Jody Mm. having an interpreter, just her beck and call, also sort of sets deafness up for uh, something to uh, have to re-educate people about uh, in in that sense. That's so interesting. Yeah. They're basically telling Phyllis. Yeah. That no one has ever died of a broken heart. First, she's she's like double fisting, switching between whiskey and ice, and ice cream, which is melting. Um, First of all, she's doing everything like, right. Phyllis is doing it yeah, right. She's, she's got whiskey. She's got yeah. ice cream. She's in pajamas. She did mm-hmm. it right. She like just she's in love with Alice after a very brief encounter. Um, and they explain that coming out is like a second adolescence. We've all been through it. That tells a story about her first love at Yale, mm-hmm. who for some reason eventually rejected her, which who rejects who that? Rejects <laughs> That's crazy. Um, person without but it's, any it's, sense. It's cute. It's fun. It's like a cool little, like what we were talking about before. Um, we go back to the planet. Jenny has called Max to come in and help with the tech, which is realistic. I was thinking about how Tess helped me with the website oh, yeah. um, in the beginning. But so Max is glad to be out of the office. And then he says that Alice's website is totally slammed with hits. Greatest hits. 40,000 hits. Like top 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got all the classics here. He, they got 40,000 in the last in the last hour. And wow, she should not sh- sell this to wagon.com. Everyone's favorite purveyor of fine wagons and, and uh, carousels. Um, they offered $10,000. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's worth so much more than that. Max wants to make it totally state of the art. By state of the art, he means um, blogs, <laughs> blogs, instant messaging, streaming video. Um, first of all, I think it's cute that they think that doing that website, they're going to make a lot of money doing it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I got news for them. 
that's great that you have 40,000 hits the last hour, but guess how many companies care? Zero. None. Zero 0.0 companies. 0.0 companies. It took us 10 years to make like significant money from advertising. So I was just like, oh, my friends, this oh, is poor little babies, poor little <laughs> babies. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck selling ads, guys, especially on a website that outs people's past sexual encounters. Um, <laughs> yeah, she should I'm take sure the 10K for the site and just call yeah, it a day. I know, yeah, take the 10K. and move Don't worry on about trying to is... fix it and make it run better. Just take the mm-hmm. money and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Never it's think also about funny it. because the actual Archart website didn't function. I know it's very all funny. either. It so it's like all. Max, we'd always be like, Max is not doing a good job with this. Yeah. And then Poppy shows up and she seems sad. Yes. She's sad because Tasha made her feel sad. She made her feel bad about mm-hmm. her whole everything. Like mm-hmm. she kind of criticized her entire like way of existing. Essentially. She kind of slut shamed her. Yeah. Not cool. Then we go back to Phyllis's yes and now Jody is talking about her first love and any it's funny because anytime she and bet have like a little moment of connection and they like flirt or almost kiss Phyllis is like hello hello pay attention to me like literally <laughs> Back to me. so funny Jody says that her first time having sex with a deaf lover was earth shattering and bet immediately takes it personally <laughs> and it's like wait so is it not good with me or whatever and i'm just like oh god bet oh god and then yeah. it gets worse then it gets well, worse because she talks about how she real through this yeah, relationship the, the story ends with her breaking someone's heart not with her heart getting yeah broken. she like realizes that this is the relationship that made her realize she could never be monogamous and then she like met this other person and then like left them for that and then bet's face starts being like smiley in the beginning and just like falls apart by <laughs> the end of this conversation she looks deeply confused by the end of it and phyllis uh-huh. hands her the box of chocolates and bet starts uh-huh. eating the chocolates that's good and like the fact that jody said that and it made you know bet kind of freak out a little bit i think it's like it's obviously a question of like identity like she yeah. like bet could never be like a deaf woman and no matter how much she ch- would try and so it's like well i'm sure she tries a lot but it would be like <laughs> it'd be like you know that the two deaf people together that that question of identity, you can't compete with that. You know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe if a man hears someone say a woman talking about another woman, maybe they go, well, I can't, you know, they get a, they get defensive, you know? So it's interesting. Yeah, they this, do. This identity question that was sort of barely touched on right there. And I, I also mm-hmm. wanted to hear more like, well, why? Like, cause we don't know why, <laughs> why is that two people, deaf women? Why is that more, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We don't have, I don't even have any idea. You know, I don't know. It would have been interesting to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah. We never will. No, we, of course not. So then we go back to the planet for Tina to really, really just up. fuck a lot of shit up. Yeah. It starts off like cool, whatever. She's like, hey, yeah. Kit, I'm here to just like meet up with Jenny. She knows I'm coming because she clearly feels uncomfortable being here because of uh-huh. the breakup and everything. And Kit is like really cool. And she's like, you're always welcome here. Like, I love you, whatever. Um, yeah. And so then Tina takes it upon herself to be like, man, I'm just so sorry for everything that happened with Angus. And then they do that classic television moment where they are both talking about that two I hate. completely different things. I, I One of the tropes it. I hate, definitely hate these yeah. tropes. So basically through uh, Tina being Tina, um, Kit finds out that uh, um, that Angus cheated she, on that her cheating on with her. Hazel. So Kit's like, heart breaks. Like, you just see... Like, great acting here. Mm-hmm. 
it just falls apart. And so Tina runs off and we cut to Kit in her office and she's so distraught and she tries to call Angus and it goes to voicemail and she hangs up. She tries to call Bet and it goes to voicemail and she actually does leave a voicemail for Bet. Um, Cause she needs her sister. They need to talk. She needs, she needs to talk to someone, but her sister can't help her because she's dealing with another heartbroken person, which is Phyllis. Mm-hmm. So anyway, check your voicemail, Bet. So Poppy is like to Alice, like, why are you guys so mean to, to Tina? And Alice says, this is a quote. She went straight and feels like a betrayal. Yeah. Alice, who, when the show started, was the bisexual character. I say that with little quote hands. Um, Oh, yeah. What what the fuck? That's so biphobic. (laughs) Yeah, just admit it. You don't like Tina. Yeah, like, just be like, we don't like her. She doesn't have much of a personality, and we think she's kind of shitty. That would be yeah, make and more also sense she picked point. a really stupid guy to date, and none of us like him. Yeah, he sucks. He's annoying, and all of his friends suck, and his life sucks, and <laughs> they all it sucks. Just be honest about it. And he brought so Hazel then, into our lives, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, exactly. He hired Hazel. Clearly, he's a bad judge seduced of by Hazel to begin with. You know, you way too hot to be a papa. Um, then they start talking about Tasha, and it's just see. Basically, the point of it is that. Poppy is very protective of Tasha. Yes. And Alice needs to get with it. Well, she just needs to like understand who Tasha is as a person and like Mm -hmm. be okay with that. If she's going to pursue her and not make like jokes about her being in the military and shit like that. That's a pretty good friend though. Like right there at that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Save a lot of a lot of people heartache, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere in the planet. This is so Tina and Jenny. Tina (laughs) is lying through her teeth to Jenny like uh-huh. you I feel like maybe we've all been in an experience where like we have to go talk to someone about something maybe it's work related and we would rather die than have yeah. to go do that this is the situation mm-hmm. Tina is in because she <laughs> yeah. wants nothing to do with Jenny she wants nothing to do with this project and now her boss has made it so she has to go like suck up to her to try to get the rights mm-hmm. to the book yeah and she's lukewarm on whether or not she wants a lesbian writer to adapt it but insists that there should be a woman director, which I guess is something. Sure. Um, sure she we'll does the that. annoying thing where she says, like, it's not about lesbians. It's about people and relationships. And I'm like, ugh, go yeah. shove your head in the kiddie pool. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. She, at one point, Tina says that Shallon is committed to the integrity of the project, which is hilarious, a hilarious word to use for a thing written by Jenny where she trashes all of her friends. <laughs> right. And then who enters the story that Tina is telling, but our very best friend, the proverbial teenage girl in the Midwest who is lonely and hates herself and needs positive media representations. She is trotted out in so many scenarios all the time, often by me. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess I was that girl, but I didn't know I was gay, but, um, but this is a, that that's what wins the the thing. That's all it took. Jenny's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to make a difference. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. And Tina's like, I would be like, I'd love to make money. Let's do it. Yeah, I know. Tina's like, cool, you're going to really definitely want to get agents to deal with this. And Jenny's like, I don't want agents. No, no, no. And she's like, no, like, you're going to get so screwed over if you don't have agents. Like, you absolutely, I mean, really what she needs at this point is a lawyer, but. And then we go to the army base where Alice is just stopping by in the middle of the day to see Captain Williams. And high heels and shorts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She showed up unexpected, is like talking Uh her way through like the 
there's like a sergeant at the gate that she just like ch- yeah. trying to charm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just silly. She's so out of place there. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, and when she walks in, Tasha is like, oh, my, like, close the door, stop. Like, because Alice just walks in and it's like, she just wants Tasha to know that she's not a portal because a portal is a window on a cruise ship. And a window isn't a person. <laughs> it isn't. No. Well, a person is a person and a window is a window. Correct. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Um, she immediately makes a don't ask, don't tell joke because, of course, she mm-hmm. does. And she's one of those people that walks in and is like uncomfortable. So she just picks up every single thing on Tasha's desk, including a grenade. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I thought that was a grenade trophy. Was it a really grenade? I thought it was a grenade trophy too, but she's like, she's Uh like, put down the grenade. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) what? (laughs) Wow. So yeah, she just drove all the way out there just to tell Tasha that she likes her. Which is like from Los Angeles to Los Alamitos. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. like a good hour and a half drive. And if you live in L.A., you know, that's people don't date that's when love. they don't live in the same neighborhood. They don't. So that, that is. <laughs> that's so considered long distance. That, right. <laughs> that is long distance. You have to yeah. That's the suburbs. Like, what yeah. the, like she, she passed like three Outback Steakhouses to get to her. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, totally. That then, is love for Alice. Yeah. So Tasha's like, here, come on, let, let, let's go. Like, we're going to go do something. And they go outside and she introduces um, Alice to a bunch of hot lady pilots because they're going to mm-hmm. take a helicopter ride. And it's take really a cute. a little ride. <laughs> uh, then we have a quick scene where Helena is doing a, her own fashion montage of outfits to go meet with Catherine. And she settles on one that is good. I don't know. I don't have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was cute. Yeah. yeah. I think it was I her best was option her for process. sure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> perfect vibe yeah yeah and then back in the is it like a helicopter it's like a big helicopter Mm -hmm. what were they supposed to do this day does the military give like scenic helicopter rides i know i like side gig i like that she didn't know alice was coming and she like Uh is like come on let's go and they walk right out of the office and then it cuts to them with the helicopter women Uh like being like we're gonna go take like like, did they not have anything else going on that day were they already planning a scenic tour that's called having game, Carly. That's <laughs> game, okay? See, That's I wouldn't know because I have none. <laughs> I didn't need it. And Tasha holds Alice's hand and Alice like, what? And then Tasha explains that this is the gay helicopter where yeah. it's for the gays. Yeah. Everyone Which, in the helicopter is gay. Don't worry about it. We're all family up here. Okay. Tricky soldiers. <laughs> yeah, this is the ask and tell helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this anyplace else on the base. To think back to ask, don't ask, don't tell. That I know. is so crazy. The gays yeah. today don't even know. Like know. the baby gays. <laughs> um, and then it seems like they just took some random footage of L.A. from aerial shots of LA. Oh yeah, it's definitely not shot in. from that helicopter. No. I was like, what is happening? It doesn't match up super well, but the point is, no. Alice is having the time of her life. Yeah, she is. She's up in her airplane, which is in th- that's where you experience life to its fullest, is when you're flying like Superman or like the magic carpet in Aladdin. Oh my god, I my literally guy. just watched Aladdin last night. I hadn't watched it in so long. The uh anime. Aladdin? Aladdin. Yeah. Then it's nighttime. Yes, it is nighttime and Helena goes to see Catherine and 
there's this like sexually charged foyer discussion. <laughs> and then Catherine opens the door and it's like a table with some cards. And Helen is like, oh, we're just yeah. playing cards. And she's like, we're going to play strip gin rummy. And if you lose, you have to pay up. But if you win, then consider your debt paid off and you can go. So that's what her big plan has been. Yeah. I would have hoped that the table had like little snacks on it, like cheese and crackers and maybe some oh. drinks. It had snacks, but it was a different. different it had champagne. <laughs> <Two snacks. There's> <laughs> <laughs> Zing. There is champagne, as we see when we cut back to them later. But that's there was. Yeah. No- oh, that's true. That was that scene was very distracting for me. I don't even know if I understood what was going on. I was like, there's <laughs> naked people. I don't think the, the writers table. understood what was going on either. <laughs> I've never played gin rummy, so I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. What is is that a real game? I mean, they've definitely never played it in Monte Carlo, that's for sure. <laughs> no one in Monte Carlo has ever played gin rummy, I'll tell you that right now. Oh my gosh. Tell I'm me from about- Ann Arbor. I've never seen anyone play gin rummy. Oh really? So we cut back to the end of Alice's day with Tasha. It's nighttime. Yeah. Tasha drives her back to her car on her motorcycle. Very cool. Alice got to ride in a helicopter and on a motorcycle. The guard did tell Alice to park her car next to Tasha's motorcycle. So so what? they probably got off the helicopter and then she's like, let's take a motorcycle ride. And then she drove back. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's good. Do you think they, they just like made her jump out of the helicopter someplace far away? Yeah. And they then initiated had to, her? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, bye. Yeah. yeah. She got with one of the little parachutes that goes up. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Poo! and yeah. then she comes down and then she has to walk through a field. Yeah. And it's really romantic. And the waves of grain are flowing in the field. And then she's like, that sounds urgent. <laughs> I hate Sergeant everything about that. Williams. Yeah. I don't want to do that at all. And then. Yeah, so she, you're right. She got two incredible rides today, and she's kind of gotten for a third. And yeah. she's in the suburbs. Let's, uh, let's yeah. in the suburbs next to the outback, and yeah. this is the things that are happening. <laughs> and so she says, maybe... she tells Tasha that this was one of her most favorite days ever, and Tasha says, me too. I'm glad Poppy ran her big-ass mouth this morning. And then they make out. Wow, wow. And Alice is ready to bone immediately. Ready for bone town. Tasha doesn't want to go to Bone Town, the infamous town of Bone. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a, in she, the suburbs. It is. It's a suburb. It's the suburb. That's where the Applebee's is, um, and the Bahama Breeze. <laughs> you can't, those aren't everywhere. You know Applebee's, what I mean? Applebee's. I can't do. I could do Outback any day, but Applebee's is a step too far. I would like a Chili's. I would be I, really cool with a Chili's. I like. Chili's I would go too. to any restaurant now. <laughs> any Remember going yeah, to true. restaurants? Remember yeah. restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, um so yeah tasha's like she still wants to take it slow she wants to be sure and then alice suggests that they go on a date and it's cute if they have a cute little yeah it's let's cute. go on a date okay whatever yeah then we return to the mansion of fancy ladies where Catherine rothberg is um winning yes the gin rummy game she is winning helena is in her underwear and Catherine is like fully clothed <laughs> Helena thinks she's making up the rules to Jim Rummy because she's never seen anyone play Jim Rummy in Monte Carlo. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, then it, you like, guys are like trying to care too. You're like, I'm trying to care about the storyline. <laughs> like we dissolve to like later. It doesn't make any sense. This it is doesn't the at all. Storylines of the season. <laughs> like just hook up. Like I don't. What are we doing? And then yeah. it dissolves to like later, and now Helena's wearing more clothes, and Catherine's pretty much naked. And then Helena suddenly mm-hmm. wins by like a bajillion points. Whoa, and then she seems like wow. she can't wait to get out of there. She's like, thank you and gets dressed really yeah. quick. But then she takes a turn and uh, is like, Catherine still needs to remove her underpants. And she does. And then she's naked. 
-hmm. And now Helena feels like she's the top again and is, uh, it appears ready to go to bone town. Yeah. Bone town is now open for business. Yeah. Cause Catherine's already naked. So, so you're halfway there. You're halfway there. Yeah. That's yeah. That's half of sex is taking your clothes off and that's been taken care of. <laughs> so this makes literally no sense and I don't understand it. I do love this actress. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. I love her. And I love everything she does. Yeah. She's like great in everything. She's hot. And is super mm-hmm. hot. I, I feel like they just like didn't really know what to do with Helena's character at this point in the right. season. They were like trying to figure out. They're like, what about yeah. a gambling debt? That's like sexy, no. like a sexy debt. <laughs> Yeah, like just let them hook up. Like clearly, you just have like hot people and leave them alone together. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So. Or Helena could start becoming an eBay super seller because she has so many luxury items. Yeah, that's True. how she could she make could some sell money. them. Since she's like in the first book of Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh yes, she could have started Poshmark. She totally and Max could have helped her when it got forty thousand hits in an hour. Exactly. <laughs> Man, what a missed opportunity for Helena Peabody. She could have been a startup. <laughs> Wiz. Helena Peabody, you know? CEO of Poshmark. Yeah. Can you imagine? So then we go to the moment we've all been waiting for. It's tolerance <laughs> assembly time at school. There are three children and 400 parents in attendance. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh-huh. I don't know why any parents are in attendance, but sure. I feel like someone messed up with extras hiring. <laughs> you know? It also is like not the whole school. It's like maybe just their class. Like not even their whole grade. Yeah. It's like just like their like homeroom. <laughs> Yeah. And it's going about as well as, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And that's when we uh, meet the lesbian mom. Yeah, what is up with her? She has lesbian, has lesbian vibes. She stands up, right? And is like, yeah. why do we have to learn about this? And she's got, she looks like a farmer. She looks totally <laughs> gay in the middle of Los Angeles. She, she, she has a duck, you know, her little hair in the back is like uh-huh. spiked out. She's the embodiment of the yeah, line in Clueless he, when she says she could be a farmer in those clothes. <laughs> That's that. That line became sentient and became this woman who's clearly a lesbian. Yeah, she's that line embodied. She says we don't need our children learning about the gay lifestyle. And I have a question for her, which is then why did you move your family to West fucking Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been it a good It is a response. gay city. It's and not like secretly a gay city. It is very loudly a gay city. I just like how Shane is like up front, like slouched. She does not care. She's like, <laughs> she, yeah, what? She's, she's like, what is this shit? Like, I'm not here for no. any of this. She does not I don't care. care. At all. I do not care. <laughs> Even when she sits on the table, she's totally like monk, looks like, like, like monkey bent over. over. Yeah. 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 Like, like she's so she's she's a mood right there. Yeah. And then we have a little cliffhanger before we return to the school where Shay apropos of almost nothing um stands up and says my sister is gay <laughs> yeah uh, i I, I did a slow clap for shay when i was watching it personally <laughs> so i love that he, i love that he had eyes. to stand up and say yeah. it, shane right. clapped with her eyes shane was like all right little dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right i'm sure they could tell from my hair and the fact that i'm here talking about this but sure <laughs> Uh, then we go Poor to Jared still in the dark. <laughs> Jared's yeah, still man. super confused about what's going on. Come on, fuck it! <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly yelling. Just randomly interrupting like the uh-huh. parents. So then we have uh we go back to the art school for what I believe I would call um a top off.
this corner, we have Jody who missed Bet last night. And in this corner, we have Bet who really needs to talk to her. And then we have Tom who has to go walk around outside. <laughs> she says, go walk around outside. He's like, I guess right? I'll go walk around outside. Okay. Yeah. And Jody is like very good at everything. And she knows why Bet's there and she knows what she's going to say. And Bet's like, yeah, you know, I clearly we need to end this because I am monogamous. And this is she's like, you really clearly she like mess like Bet's been like dealing with like she's been spiraling out since they were sitting with Phyllis. Clearly, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. She says to Bet, you know, what are you doing? You're not you're not even ready for a, rela- a relationship. You just got yeah. out of this marriage. Right. Seriously, you yeah. got this like eight year marriage or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like, why should why would this even matter? Like, you, don't, you shouldn't want like, that. Right. It's like, don't tell me about my. Yeah, don't tell me what I'm ready for. Yeah, and Jody says she's not seeing anyone else around and hasn't been since she started since she met that. Really want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think it's refreshing to hear Jody know herself enough to say that to someone because Mm -hmm. all we a lot of us tend to get in relationships with people who are that's kind of how they end things and it's a a pattern. It'd be great for someone to be honest, know that about themselves. Like, hey, this is going to end poorly. Uh, I'm going to try my best because, <laughs> you know, lesbians yeah. love crazy, too. So they would probably be attracted to it like moth on a flame. It's yeah. Really yeah, like, this shoot, seems like a bad idea. Like, oh, Let's do it. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could totally be the exception, you know? Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. 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 This will work out. This I'll never will work. But it I, I know you hate, chi- you hate children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And <laughs> I just appreciate that the show actually having a discussion for once actually about monogamy and the yeah. alternatives. <laughs> Have you seen that meme that's like, oh, you're in a lesbian relationship? Which one of you is Polly and which one of you is the one pretending to be okay with it? <laughs> I have yeah. not seen that. That's awful. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, who do you think wins? Um, Jody, obviously, because she suckered, she suckered bed in and made her feel better. That's true. Yeah, I think absolutely Jody wins again. I think it's now 4 yeah. nothing, Jody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she also literally talked about this morning, that so, morning or the day before. Honestly, another point for that. So that's five yeah. nothing Jody. Uh-huh. <laughs> at this point in the in the season. Yeah. Jody is crushing it. Bet is going to be a bottom by the end of the season. That's going to be straight by the end of this. Um so we go to the school tolerance assembly once again. This is exhausting at this point. I wrote down <laughs> just that Shane tells her entire life story so that the other parents will treat her like a human being. Please feel free to fill in the details. A small child goes, Yeah, but how do girls do it? (laughs) It's like, first of all, stop. Second of all, um, why are they having a QA? and a And then (laughs) this dad stands up and is like, "Mm, So my brother is gay and he lives with his partner, but I don't feel comfortable about my daughter staying staying with them. And that's just dropped. And I'm like, dude, you need to chill out and let your daughter hang out with her gay uncle. And also, again, you live in West Hollywood. What's your problem? Seriously, what is wrong um, with these people? None of these people. I don't think anyone in the room has had sex in maybe years besides Shane and Paige. <laughs> I mean, I, amongst the adults, like these people are very obsessed with what everyone else is doing because they have nothing to obsess about in their own lives. Um, That's No one stabs the small child. And then the mom is like, oh, my God, you're the person from the underwear ad. I have and to then, drive by that every day. But she loves, but she's pretending she doesn't. Yeah, she loves <laughs> exactly. it. She's like, I, she's I, repressed. 
<laughs> She's like, I stare at it every day and think about you. I can't stop. I purposely drive by it. I sometimes sit near it and masturbate in my car while staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Shane tells her whole life story, which, which has nothing to do with anything. No, it does not. She she says there um, she she had to do it because her brother needed his arm like mm-hmm. fixed yeah. right yeah and so she she sounds apologetic for it right. again to yeah. to what you were saying earlier it's like yeah she and like why? has to That's have like, an excuse she has to like explain why she did it like fuck that yeah also it's totally completely normal like you're in LA again actresses musicians models everyone is this is like this is a normal thing being, for this town <laughs> yeah being half naked on a billboard is not shameful it's like that's success success yeah that's like i got paid fuck off like yeah yeah. i got paid to stand still and she's covered up i mean she's got obviously yeah Yeah. it also i thought it was like weird to be like i don't know i I wonder if like i mean we never know anything about shay because they never give him anything like any actual scenes to do anything or like whatever but like i have to imagine if i was shay I would feel shitty hearing that. Be like, I had yeah. to go do this because Shay hurt himself right. and I yeah. had to pay for yeah. it. Like, I'd feel like complete shit if I was Shay. And I feel like it was yeah. super weird to do that in front of him, too. Mm-hmm. And it shut the lady up. I mean, she's like, all of a sudden, like, oh, like it like provided some sort of humanity, right. like, like, I yeah. guess, based on it was weirdly handled. Yeah. It was. It, yeah. That scene was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the school assembly went about as well as we thought it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we go to a really fucking hilarious thing. Jenny is at a fancy Hollywood poolside meeting at night, which is totally normal and a thing that happens all the time. I was trying to figure out which hotel this is, but I couldn't. I wasn't I sure. I think I recognized Vancouver. it. Oh, really? do you think? Oh. What did you think know. it was? It looked so familiar. No, it looked familiar. It, it wasn't the Roosevelt. Because of the balconies. I don't, th- I don't know. I don't know. I was like definitely like thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it wasn't the Roosevelt. No. I always assume it's the Roosevelt anytime anyone is in a movie or a TV show having a like Hollywood movie by a pool, a Hollywood meeting by a pool. Um, So I'm assuming these are her new agents, I guess. I they never thought they were maybe studio heads because why is she? But they're talking about all the studios that are interested in the book rights. I'm pretty sure these are her agents. Um, And they talk about how there's a bidding war for Les Girls. And <laughs> they're like, Focus wants it in this company and this studio and blah, blah, blah. And this <laughs> never. Which is so realistic. And this, yeah, could all not the be. clamoring for the lesbian film. For the they all want it in 2007. Even, this has never happened. Even if I think, no. <laughs> this yeah, has never no. happened. Um, and then, hilariously, Tina shows up and Jenny's like, shit, 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 shit. It's like, did, did she invite her to this meeting? Maybe? I don't know. But Tina shows up and Jenny is like, Hey, um, in that bidding war that we were just discussing, you guys should add um, Tina's little company, Shaolin, to the list. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely give it to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Tina's just like blindsided by the whole thing. And Tina's just like really caught off guard by this because Tina thought she had it already. And we can tell that's going to be awkward. Yeah. Also, Tina never wanted to do it in the first place. Oh, it's so good. Right. I know exactly. If she loses it, then she'd probably be happy that she lost it. But also, um, can we talk about uh, the conceit of uh, Katie Holmes calling, <laughs> wanting to play Jesse Star? I was like, oh, okay. I was like, really? and then she's like, I always pictured her as like a tall, skinny, blonde model, and I'm like, that's the yeah. character that's Jenny. 
that you guys that's how like middle america thinks hollywood works yeah. though you know what i mean and that's they're partly hollywood's probably responsible for us having so many false expectations when we arrive because they put scenes like yeah, this yeah. into their television yes. programs we're like oh uh-huh. that's what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. it's like nothing farther from the truth exactly. no it's so easy Nobody's to calling out. so easy to sell your lesbian show or movie yeah yeah, no. Mm-mm. And even if you are friends with that celebrity, you're not approaching them. Probably yeah. not until five years later Probably. and maybe by uh, not even directly. Exactly. Like in, 18 intermediaries. <laughs> not even an ask that's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't Katie Holmes still married to Tom Cruise and in Scientology at this time? If so, I love that line. Exactly. I hope that Yeah, it would be case. better if yeah. I don't have my yeah. Scientology timeline in front of me, but I hope so. Mm-mm. So then we go and we see Bed at home doing some work. And uh, I love more than anything old tech, old internet. Uh-huh. And she gets an instant message. Remember I am's guys? Uh, from yeah. Jody. And Jody says that she thinks she could fall in love with Bet too, and then immediately signs off. Do you love, remember love. signing into, such a into AIM, saying something insane to someone, and then immediately signing off so they couldn't respond? If you got in a fight or something? You know, just like being dramatic or being in a fight or anything. A yeah. startling uh, disclosure of some kind. Like, I, I love you, or like, oh, I have a crush on you, and then like signing off. <laughs> Wait, if I don't someone, think I was that bold. If someone messaged you and you weren't, they couldn't message you if you weren't there. Well, there was right? like, it's not like away messages email. and things. So like, I think you would get, you oh, put yeah, up, you remember could. they put up the away message that you spent yeah. all that time, yeah. the song lyrics, getting the right song, the song lyric to yeah. put how depressed you were. And then yeah. they would get the away message that said you weren't there. And then I think you just like had to stop. You couldn't write anymore. Or, or like, I don't, it's not like you would get home and see like, or maybe it changed right. at some point. Like there was like a time where you couldn't do it. And then you could, I don't look, I don't remember. I think you could, actually. Well, Bet reads it and has some feelings about it, but we won't know what those are because there's only one more scene left in the episode. Yeah. Back at Shani's house. Yeah. Apparently, Shane invited the entire class on a, to take a field trip to Wax. <laughs> you know what kids love? Field trips. Do you know what kids love more? <laughs> Field trips to actual cool places and not museums. Yes. Yeah. Shane's the most popular parent in the class. Yeah. They're going to have a great time. I hope they all get mohawks. Oh, that would be fun for them. And tattoos. Kids love tattoos. And tattoos. Yeah. Gay tattoos. Yeah, gay ass <laughs> tattoos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shane and Paige are like, la, 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 la. And then Paige is like, since we already did the time. We might as well do the crime, which means let's go to, where did I say? Bang city. (laughs) Yeah. It's time to go to bone town. (laughs) We're going to bone town right on this table. And I have this theory that now I'm so glad to have a platform to be able to tell people. Um, I have never thought Shane was totally hot during sex or initiating sex because Mm -hmm. I have noticed, and maybe I'm wrong. But now that I've said it, maybe you'll see it. I have noticed that Shane never grabs anybody. She paws at them. Like it's a very light, like, like almost like a, like cl- she's like, a cat, like a, a baby seal, like a cat. She, she's very sexily breathes. And then she just sort of gr- like paws. And I, so I can't, I can't, I can't unsee that now. So please prove me right or wrong. I'd love to know if this piece she does? is real. I feel like she doesn't grab someone when she pushes them in or yeah, pulls them in. It's, she sometimes it's her grabs her face. Like she grabs a face yeah. and kisses. She the grabs a face. face. But mm-hmm. what about like the when the body? I feel like it's a very like delicate 
in you know dance yeah she does she always one of the i think first she does grab the face sometimes but i think it's common for her to like be leaning in with like the kissing and have the rest of her body like eight eight miles away back yeah yeah she's on a 45 degree angle (laughs) right it's like she it's like the swoop up move Mm -hmm. you know which is more pronounced here because Paige is taller than her yes yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, let me know. And now I'm gonna okay. I'm look for it all the time. Pa- I know I'm gonna like, look I don't think into she the grabs pie. anybody. Interesting, right? Interesting. Because yeah, when, you, when you're passionate with someone, you want to grab, you want to pull them toward you, right? Yeah. You wanna, mm-hmm. Like I would think she's very just like it's like a I don't know it's like, like it's like part of her like her like aloofness. I think is like her whole yeah. like vibe yeah. of like just kind of sitting back and like girls just come to her kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's true, and come on her. That's true. But do you remember? Oh God! Do you remember like when we were young, like ten years ago? We real. I thought that Shane's like storylines were something to aspire to in real life. Like I yeah. feel like there should yeah, be like too. a little bit of like a cautionary tale of like this is not <laughs> don't do this really great in real life. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't want to feel ever like you're in one of these storylines in real life. You yeah. know? Yeah, they could have helped so many, so much lesbian drama. I know. Just yeah. Yeah. I exist. did it. Oh, I did. I thought I was Shane for like a hot minute. More yeah. so in his appearance. Like I had the haircut and I wore the outfits and I tried to the look like her, but like haircut. my personality was never Shane. Like I tried to be cool and it was not yeah. cool ever. I was never cool. Um, I did the personality for a summer, one summer. Um, you're like, this has an expiration date in three months. <laughs> yeah. Which you have the frame to dress like right. Shane too. Yeah. Yeah. I never had the frame. So I just look pudgy and... <laughs> Yeah, and I wore the same. Like I pretty much, I just wore what she wore. Yeah, just for that summer. And I did try to get a similar haircut, like when it was a little bit longer, but Uh they they didn't do do it right. What do you think hairdressers were thinking about? Like just the dozens of lesbians walking coming in in with with printouts, haircut, coming in with photos of Kate (laughs) Medig, like like promo photos from season two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Yeah. But also, like, oh, I say that yeah. because I absolutely brought a photo of her to a haircut and yeah. when I lived yeah. in and, Florida. Yeah. I did, and too. I, college. I had a Justin Bieber phase, too, of his haircut. Nice. Just like, hey, could you do this? Could you do this after Shane? Oh, yeah. It's like, why? Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. This is why the Indigo Girls say every five years you look back on your life and have a good laugh. I hate to be <laughs> quoting scripture to everybody right now, but that is I mean, that is I, true. It's not wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I love the Indigo Girls. Oh, also, there's a terrible Betty song. Yeah, I was going to say. So they start to hook up uh, and they're like going it's for hot. it. But then they like hear someone and they don't. I don't know if the implication was that it was one of the kids. The yeah, if it was like one of the boys or if it was like Max's home. I don't know what's going on. But um, they're like, let's let's continue this another time. And then the most insane song is playing. It's called <laughs> Barnyard by Betty. And oh. it's. Ins- it's a like the lyrics cat. are all about like barnyard animals. I don't understand, and that's the episode. All right. That that song is what takes that's us it. to the credits. So we're done. That's the that's the whole thing. That's the episode. That's it. That's the episode. What do we think? Uh, I I like this episode. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any like strong love feelings for it, but I don't hate it. It's it's good. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't remember it very strongly. No, there, like, well, not a lot of like memorable moments or plot things happening here, really. Yeah. Well, they're moving a lot of plot along, but nothing but like in a way that iconic happened in this episode. Yeah. Mm-mm. There was two great sex scenes. Yes, great sex scenes. 
I liked it. I mean, I love whenever I see deaf characters represented on TV, and um, that was really cool to see, uh, especially a queer deaf person too. A storyline. I mean, more of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like they should bring her to Gen Q. Like definitely, please have Jody stop by Gen Q next <laughs> season. I didn't like the um the kids saying how do girls do it makes me want to that made me jump crazy. off a bridge, but um because they don't even know how boys and girls right do it. like they why do they have why do they pick girls to talk about like, they're dumb yeah yeah, yeah you like are you small already know children. how two boys do it you're like ten like, yeah. go you these parents have bigger problems yeah you know Ugh. like your mom and dad did it that's how you got here you want to talk about yeah. gross yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about what we do <laughs> um. Liana, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It was so yeah. wonderful to, I mean, it was wonderful to get to catch up with you and also to have you and your particular perspective on the world here today with us. Yeah. yeah thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you thought of me for this. Totally. Um, do you have, uh, where can people find you? Social media, things like that. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, please. Um, I just uh, recorded a stand-up special with Seed Ooh, and Spark. Nice. Uh, Seedandspark.com. Uh, you can check out Cameron Esposito's special on there, too. And then I was a part of six, uh, they're calling Rising uh, Stars in Comedy. And so we got, all got to do uh, little sets. And so I talk about my deaf mom. I make fun of my deaf family members as well as my existence uh, in the world um, as a gay daughter of a Southern Baptist minister and all that good stuff. And so um, it's all there for you. So please visit Seed and Spark and, um, and, uh, and check that out. Um, Everything is fine is what the stand-up special is called. Uh, everything is fine. And then, um, you know, uh, I don't like Twitter, but I'm on there. I, I love Instagram, Liana C. And I'm on Facebook. So friend me if you want to, you know, another person raging about politics in your feed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow this show at to Ellen back on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Reese at AutoWin. You can follow Autostraddle at Autostraddle. And you can follow me at CarlyTron. Uh, we have an email address to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. You can write us. You can say hello. We have a hotline, 971-217-6130. We also have merch available, stickers and shirts at store.autostraddle.com. Our theme song is by the incredible Beast Deadwell. Our logo is by the very talented Kara Sykes. And the production and editing of this podcast was done by the one and only Lauren Karen Klein. L words. Okay, ready? Yeah. Um... One, two, three. Lamp. Luscious. Okay, everyone lamb. go around. Reese, what did you say? Lamb. I said lacy because um, Paige's bra was the head, like, was a little bit lacy. Nice. Liana, what did you say? And it was red. It was cute. I liked I said, it. I said luscious because it was the first L word I thought of. I didn't know it was supposed to be related to the. the it's, oh, it's, no. It's, it's really, a, it's, like a, it's like an exercise in, like, stream of consciousness, yeah. you know. But I wanted to say lamb, and I was like, that's stupid, say luscious. But what did you say? You said something close to it. I said lamp because I watched the original (laughs) animated Aladdin last night for the first time in, like, probably over a decade. And I was just thinking a lot about the genie and the lamp. And it also reminded me of how much I loved the magic carpet as a character. I thought they really did a great job of humanizing an inanimate object. Mm. All right. Well, great. (laughs) (laughs) I like to end things on a really relevant note. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Um... We'll be back next week with another one of these. And uh, as always, stay cool. <laughs> I've never said that before. I don't know why. Stay safe out there, stay kiddos out there, and adultos. Do the good things be for cool. the people. Be cool. Because we are cool. Yeah. And whoever you are is good and special. 
And you wow. are special. That's really special. And we that love you. So this is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You are enough. Okay. Wow. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Well, we'll see how the rest of the day goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> Bye. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we are.